Hello and you're welcome to this week's episode of Kiss My Arts. I'm Mary Blake. You're welcome to Leitrim Daily. Today's show is sponsored by the Doc Arts Centre in Carrick and Shannon. I'm joined today by Kieran Rock. Kieran How Rock are you doing? came How are you doing, all Mary? the way to um, to us here in Carrick and Shannon from Kilty Clahar. You will know pretty quickly that that's not a typical Kilty Clahar accent when he starts talking. So maybe you'll tell us you came from Ballymont to, to Kilty Clare. How the hell did you ever find us? Well, it was a it's a it's a story in itself. We were living in Thomas Clark Tower on the seventh floor, and at the time the housing crisis had begun, and this would have been in 1997. And we were living up there and we were deciding to try and get to the ground somehow. And uh, that wasn't working Mm -hmm. out too well. There was a regeneration program on, but it would take 12 years. So prior to that, in my days when I used to play in uh, the Pale and different bands in Dublin, I had always wanted to go to the country. So I put myself down on rural resettlement. But the thing about rural resettlement was that I had put it down as a single man looking for to go to the country. So I rang them up when I was in Ballymun and I said, listen, I haven't heard any words from you for about seven years. Where am I on that list now? I was at number 435 and this girl from the country, from Clare, Marie, answered in Tara House in, in Dublin above the Liffey and she said, come on in and we'll get you set up and see where you are now. So I came in and I said, well, I'm married, I have two kids. I said, oh my God, she said, we didn't even know you were married, you know? And, I, and so she said, that changes things a lot. So we started looking at where I was on the list. Then she asked me the ages of my children. And I said, well, they're four and three. And she said, well, these are, <laughs> these are benefits to you. And I said, what do you mean? Because uh, we have a criteria for who's coming to the countryside. And so she said, and you're definitely going to Clare. And she said, I said, well, I put down Clare and I put down Galway as my two main places and Mayo as my third place to go. So she said, well, there's a few other counties that have opened up and one is Leitrim. You might like to hear from somebody from Leitrim. And, I said, yeah, I'd love to, you know. I said, you know, it'd be great to get to the country. And she said, well, I'll be on to you. So as soon as I had left, about three days later, we got a letter and it said, hello, this is uh, hello, this is Marie in the office. We've looked at it and we've we've gone through the whole list of 500 people and you are now toured on the list. So we were a chip for making the chips in the chipper because we were young and we were 33 and we were, had two kids and we were ready to go to school. And that's what people in the country wanted, you know, in these areas that were like deprived or in Desh areas around. So they said, you know, will you meet us? And we said, yeah. So I went straight down and they start looking at houses and I was saying, yeah, we'll take that one down in County Clare. So that's where everyone's going. You know, so I said, we'll go down there. And so then he said, well, did you ever hear about Limerick? There's another one in Limerick. So Clare was very popular. So they said, no, do your criteria go up if you go to a different place? So Limerick was there. And we said, we put that as our second choice. And then Aha Scra, which was in Galway, was our third choice. And so that was our three choices. And that was it. And then I was in work in Bolton Street and a woman called Tina Riho. She rang me up from uh, Leitrim County Council here in Carrick and there was a rural resettlement officer in Leitrim at the time and she was Tina Rehill and she said, oh, I see your name here and I've been looking out for a person like you to come to County Leitrim, you know, and I said, that's fantastic. 
So I said, but I've already made my three choices of houses. And she said, well, I have a house in Kilty Clower and I'd love you to see it, but it's not built yet. And I said, well, uh-huh. I think I'll go with the, the bird in my hand and the one in the bush. I said, you know, you don't, thanks very much for thinking about us. And so she said, she, she turned around and said, well, we'd love to hear a bit of music down here. And I said, well, I don't only play uh, country music or Irish music. I play a very different style, you know. And she was saying, it doesn't matter. People would like to hear any music down here, she said. So she cajoled me and joked a bit, but we left and parted our ways to agree to disagree. And so then I went into work on Friday and that Friday was at to get in the call on Wednesday. There was a parcel in the office and I went in and I looked there and I said, Kieran Rock, you know, the address and everything. I opened her up. And it was a Leitrim Observer with, and also a rolled up piece of paper that had all the jobs that you could get in Leitrim anywhere, you know, was in it. And it said, Tina Rehill, kind regards, Tina Rehill, do not give up on us yet, you know. So I said, well, you know, this is getting a bit serious. I'm getting stalked from Leitrim, you know. And so I was saying, shoot, this woman was serious, you know. And so I said, well, I'll tell Caroline about it, my wife. And uh, I said to Caroline, you know, did did you ever hear Leitrim? Well, I did, yeah, you know. And we were talking about, yeah, well, the top of Leitrim, it's very near Donegal, I was saying. I was looking at it, the map today, you know. We're very high up there near Fermanagh and Donegal. You got a nosebleed up you know, there. You know, yeah, that, that's where we were. And then she said, would you think of going on a trip? And then she said, ah, yeah, we'll have a look at anything at the moment, sure. Like, we'll see what's going on. And we had all the pictures of all the other houses and we were supposed to go to Limerick and everything like this. But we got hijacked by Tina Real. She said, well, if you're considering it, come up on Monday and I'll give you a lift up there. If you get your way to Carrick and Shannon, I'll bring you up to Kilty Clower and meet the people in Kilty Clower and look and so we landed in Kilt in Carrick and we got off the bus and we had the two kids with us that time we said we we, we would bring them with us it was a silly mistake but we did and uh, we got the lift up and when we went to Kilty Clower it was lashing rain and Sean McDermott was standing in the middle of the road getting wet as, he, as he does for how many years and uh, he's he's still there, thank God. And uh, we went down to look at the houses. Sure, the houses were in puddles of water. Sure, there was only the foundations and stuff like that was there. But Tina, in her heart, was so jolly and so nice. She said, well, let's go up to the pub anyway. And we go in there and get some sandwiches. And you can have a pint you're not driving. And, that. and I said, oh, Jesus, that sounds inviting. So then we went up and then we met Eugene Meehan and we met... He was chatting to us about the village and he was saying, well, if it's a big change, you know, and stuff like this. But we went home, even though we were wet and everything, we felt the warmth of Kilty. You know, there was the warmth of the people. people. You know, the people were really, really nice. Everyone we met and was really welcoming. And we weren't used to people going along and waving at us from other cars. And Mm. as you know, that's a a phenomenon in probably Leitrim and maybe a few other counties. You know, so that was like, uh, that was endearing as well. And so when we went back home and we looked at our other things that we had to go to Limerick and stuff like that, before we were even looking at things uh, during that week, Tina was back on and there was another uh, Leitrim Observer in the post and had arrived in. 
and she had the new jobs that were there that I could possibly sign up for and they were looking for people in Kilty Clotter to be the manager and different things and it was all really exciting you know so she made her place and Kilty out to be very exciting you know indeed and so we, we eventually said right that's it we're not looking at anywhere else we wait for those houses you, so we you waited. waited for the for the yeah. bird in the bush. Yeah, we yeah. waited for the bird in the bush. Wow. So mm. Tina, she just didn't give up on you? No, she never did. And uh, I think uh, she's Tina Neelachlan, you know, and she's from Ballinamore. And we had a couple of contacts with her after that. And I'd love to contact her again, if possible. I forget. It's nearly 20 years now I'm down in uh, Kilty Clare. And it probably was a good age to take the lads. They were small. They hadn't started school. Move, fantastic move yeah. for us. And then they grew up and they went on to Minute And they went on, you know, they, they, they joined all the football teams, Glenfair and Kilty, played the guitars, had great fun. They you know, would undoubtedly have had a very different uh, life had you not come to Giltlar? They would have having a very different lifestyle, all right, where it was, compared to my own lifestyle growing up in my own youth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was a, it was a very different, more free. They would be more free in Kilty Clark because they're allowed to walk out in the street, go through the hedges, walk up the mountains, go down to the rivers, catch fish, you know, run around, play games, climb trees. Fantastic. Things like that. And the sense of community you talk sense about. Sense of community, yeah. It's a great sense of community there. And, uh, and Kilty have always kind of had that, even if there's an event on in Kilty, everybody seems to kind of get behind yeah, it and, yeah. and arrive and give a hand. And You know, even in rural communities, that is getting quite rare in some it Sometimes. is, so it is, because of the schemes now. Are, they're looking for people on schemes to do these yeah. things instead yeah. of volunteers. Yeah, you know? amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you and your music, it's been interesting. I was just uh, yeah. looking at it there and, and I read that you um, started writing poetry at a young age. At a very young age, I wanted to write poetry and this was really bad in the Dole office. They didn't like me saying I wanted to be a poet, you no. know, because you had to arrive to the careers guidance in the in the Dole office and there was an, a poet. Now, Kieran, you have to go to college to be one, you know, and I was saying, well, maybe not, you know, I was saying, yeah. I was saying there was a lot of poets out there that never went to college, I was saying, but this was a great argument that I'd have. But, I loved music as well, and my family were all into artists, and they were all uh, painters and uh, sculptors and whatever, but I, I liked the music, and my mom used to always sing, you know, so I eventually found an old guitar like this one here, like a, an old uh, nylon string one, and mm. it was like out of tune, it took me ages to learn to actually tune her up and then find out that by the time it was tuned, the strings were about to break, right, you know, yeah. but that's where you start. And so you self-taught, you just yeah. fig found it, figured it out? Figured it out and started listening to things, and then I started writing songs myself. And then I never stopped writing songs. And which came first, the lyrics of the song, or the music, or did it all kind uh, of fall two, in? two different ways. Sometimes I had piles of lyrics that were there that were rhyming away anyway, you know, in your head. And so then they were easily put into ad lib over music that you'd be able to play and then it would fall into place. And if you had hooks, lyrical hooks, is which is what I work my songs on, is lyrical hooks. And then I work, then weave my own pattern then for the song to go from there. No you know. rules, really. No rules. That's yeah. the way to do it. It's yeah. amazing. And you talked about having older siblings. And did you find that having older... I, I grew up with like five older sisters. Yeah. And I found that um, was useful to um, for, for the music that was coming into the house. 
like yeah. you know my sister come oh, back yeah. at the weekend I know what you're saying Mary yeah, yeah. and this, I'd be going yeah. Dylan my friends are listening to Wham yeah. you know so <laughs> it, it was great to have that exposure it was and that was exactly like it there was a huge collection of LPs in the house because I had four sisters and I had two brothers older than me and like the, all their tastes was amazing like you'd have Brian Ferry the horse lips You'd have my dad's Dubliners and you'd have um, my brother's strange stuff from London and yeah. a lot of different changes that went through the years and pop music, you know, and it would just go on, David Bowie, them all, you know. So all of that influenced yeah. So all your of that. Yeah, as you're growing formative. up. Formative. Yeah, because you listen to those songs as you're walking around the house and you're doing your homework or something like that and you're in the comprehensive in Ballymon and you hear your sisters are in and they're playing the music inside. You're listening to, that's going in your head. It is. It's yeah. going in your head. You're absorbing it You're somehow. absorbing that. You Brilliant. Know? Yeah, and that's yeah. what your influences are, yeah. you know. Absolutely. And music and frequency has that power, you know. It does. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great power, you know. And then, then after that, I suppose I was very lucky. I met two fellas, Shane and Matthew, who were in the pale and we became overnight success and Sean Malloy and the four of us became really a big success in Dublin. Yeah. And what uh, year was that? That Karen? would have been back in around 95, 93. Mm. Mm. And we went on the Late Late Show and Gabe Bourne liked us. And then after that, then we were in, in Dublin, we were on the NME, we were in all the different papers and we were signed to A&M Music. Now, at the same time, we had gone, that took about four or five years to get to that stage. And at that stage, I was considering leaving the band at the time, you know, and uh, it wasn't because of the music or anything like that. It was just that I wanted to stop. And I wanted to just do something else. And I want I went to Berlin with Caroline, who's now my wife, you know, yeah. and we went to live in, there. And I, I always felt like, you know, they'd get on anyway, you know, like they were great, you know, that they did. I was only one part of it. I didn't realize that I also had a lot to add to it and that my own songwriting was quite important, too. And when I went to Berlin, I started learning all different styles like of music. And we were on the streets and we were playing like uh, jamming out with the uh, Romanians and the Romanians like would be and the Hungarians and the different uh, beats that were there to try and get some money like on the streets of Berlin. It'd be snowing and you'd be like playing all sorts of rhythms like these kind of rhythms that would be on. like Boston Nova and yes. stuff I wouldn't be used to. And we're still hearing that in the Free Speaking Monkeys yeah. now, aren't we? Yeah, we're still hearing that, that song. Yeah, that's yeah. coming through. That's still coming through. Yeah, that, that stuff. And they were absolutely great people as well. There were people... Did you go over to Berlin with people? or did I you, went just with Caroline. And you found the yeah. other music heads there. Yeah. And were they in, in an international group of people? or were they, they were international group yeah. of people. Yeah, it was that... And there was a band there that I used to help out and write songs with at the time. It was called Z, which is S-I-E, which means you, you know, but they called themselves Souls in Exile. It was a, a, little, uh, a little twist on things. And I had a song called Hypnotized, and they did a version of Hypnotized, and it reached into the uh, charts, in, and it, it got me... Then I got involved with The Gamer, which is like the Imro like yeah. copyrights and the likes of that so I got my first real check in my own name in Berlin you know and it was for like 600 sterling and this was only to go into uh, 
into the indie charts. This wasn't even in the main charts. And this 600 sterling, I was going looking at her for ages, going, my God. I didn't see too many after that. I but, know. And that 600 <laughs> was, sterling was, was a lot of money. It was a lot of money wow. then. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. it was a big bang, like 20 years ago, like 25 Absolutely. years ago. It was a lot of money. How long were you in Berlin, Kira? I was there for two years. Yeah, and we I played the Berlin circuit and went around. So the Berlin circuit was very different because it was a mixture of rock, country. It was a mixture of what you have here, but there was very much different zones in there because uh, there would be like the American sector, the French sector, and then the Russian sector obviously was okay, always yeah. there. But there used to be great crack. There was this pub that you'd go down to called the original Irish pub in Eisenacherstrasse. And when you went in there above the thing, it says, you are now entering the Irish sector. Yes, you know? come on, the Irish, you'll always <laughs> find them, So it was you? great. You got a great feeling when you walked in the door. I'm now entering <laughs> the, the Irish, Irish sector. sector. Yeah, you were you know? safe. You were yeah, safe. You because all the other sectors, when you went through them, there was all soldiers there. And now you are now entering the American sector. You're now entering. And this was great. Kick. Only, only the Irish could think of this. Love it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? yeah. Absolutely. Have you a song you'd like I to do, play for I do have now? a song now. Tell uh, us about it. Well, I suppose get on to another part. When I came up to Leitrim, uh, well, we had a bit of, we did finally have some hardship, which was a great hardship. We lost our son and uh, we lost our son, Owen, and we had a month's mind from us because he, after, I suppose, the Month's Minds is where Stonywood started from because the Month's Minds was everybody in Free Speak and Monkey and I suppose friends from all over arrived. And so people said, this is like a festival. And I was saying, I it's some festival for you. And so I was saying, broken. you know, yeah. And this was about four Yeah, how long it would be it uh, 26, it'd be 27, what is 2017? 2017. Yeah. 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 That's when it would have been, you know. So it was tough. So the rug was really pulled yeah, from yeah. Seven, the sudden death. Seven, six. Yeah. And uh, it was like a very difficult time, you know. It's even the date there is like twisted in my head, you know. Mm. But we weren't the only ones feeling that way, you know, yeah. because our neighbors had lost two boys and our other neighbor had lost a boy. 20 years ago on the field so there was three houses together and we were just in bits oh you know so the and last thing about this song anyway getting to this song before i say anything else get a drop of water get a drop there. of water but yeah, as you yeah. say you know there was that comfort in a small community and amazing that three he said three houses there yeah had four boys four yeah. boys to yeah. be lost and that pain i suppose for for any parent it's just it's just your worst nightmare from the day they're born, shocking, from shocking. even before they're born, you worry yeah. about them. Ah, sure, it goes on. I often talk to the parents and we get tearful naturally, you know, And uh, but we try and smile and we get on with things. And so we got on with the festival. So the festival is now in its fifth year and uh, we have a great lineup this year. It'll be Groove Lion. Keen Rock will be playing. He's back from Cambodia and uh, we're delighted to have him home. Brilliant. We will have John Caleri, comedian. You probably know him from I uh, do. The funny Savage Eye. Very yeah. funny. And he's going to compare and work He'll with us great. as well. And then we have the Leitrim Intercultural Group, the Strange Birds Choir with Free Speak yes. Monkey. So I it's a great night. I saw them in nice. a concert in the Glens. I, was yeah. it Christmas or something? It was in the, in the Glens. Beautiful. Tell yeah. us a bit about the Strange Birds. Okay. The Strange Birds is a group of people that got together. They're an intercultural group. 
and I was asked to come along as a mentor to sit with them with the Leitrim Arts Council uh, to come in and work with them. They all speak different languages and have different backgrounds and so I decided to work with songs from their countries so they would be like phonetical, we'd have to work out things phonetically like so if you're singing a song in Nigerian that like you'd hear Oni Dodo, like you'd have to learn to pronounce that properly and then sing the song. And that's why the same for people from Africa or from Russia would have to learn Bajinoilami, you know, and they would have to learn these words. So we had great fun Fantastic and idea. it's now our second year running and they're coming along and they've got to a great stage and they do a great version, even though they don't believe it themselves, of Dulaman. They do do Le Mans, you know, so it's a lovely Brilliant. song, you know, uh, by Clannad. So that's something to look forward to yeah. at the concert. Yeah. Now back to this song before I say yes, anything else. before we keep chatting. This song is called Everybody Wants to Be in Heaven. And this comes from the Stony Woods Festival. But it's actually, what's so special about this song is it's actually my boy's song. who was passed. And when you hear the lyrics, you'll hear, you'll hear of a song. So he's left us something oh. special. You know, politicians, drug abusers, Harry Krishna's bomb diffusers. Everybody wants to be in heaven, yeah. Everybody wants to be in heaven. Executioners, southern preachers, unsung hero, unborn fetus. Everybody wants to be in heaven, yeah. Everybody wants to be in heaven Do you think they'll like your tunes in heaven? Do you think they'll dance with you in heaven? Oh, psycho killer, suicidal, lonely singer American Idol, ticking time bomb Richard Nixon, every morbid self-addiction, Lenin wannabes, multi-millionaires, sadomasochists, writers of fiction, freedom fighters, tortured victims, my mom and dad, dying patients. Everybody wants to be in heaven, yeah. Do you think they'll like your tunes in heaven? Do you think they'll dance with you in heaven? Will they like your tune?
tunes. Will they like your tunes? I'm sure they will. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. And such a bittersweet legacy to yeah. have that from Owen. Yeah. You know, and I remember hearing it at Stony Woods Festival a few Mm. Years ago, he sang been, it. Yeah, I sang it the very first. Yeah, one. that was it. And I remember just thinking, it's unbelievable that he wrote that song and that yeah. you were remembering him that way. So yeah, it's amazing that we have that, and we have like we have a whole lot. Like Caroline has a whole pile of stuff belonging to him that I have to go through and listen to. Now. Yeah. See, fantastic. he went to uh, Manu College and he got his degree. He had just got his degree and just yeah. graduated. So he studied of, music. Didn't yeah, he, he studied yeah. music. And uh, he had some great friends. They actually sent two buses up from Manute for his funeral. Yeah. He arrived, you know, so he was well respected. So he had a good experience yes. there. Yes, uh, he had a great time there and got on with all the teachers and really enjoyed it. He enjoyed the college experience, as we can yeah. say. You know, good. he enjoyed that. So he had a good, if not but short life, I a know. very fruitful one. Yeah, thank know, God. Which we're that. thankful I to. know, I know. Thank you for that. Mm. That was beautiful. Free Speaking Monkeys, <laughs> the the band that you're with at the moment. Yeah. Now you have a great lineup of musicians there. Can you run me through them? Yeah, no, there's some amazing. Like we have like a big collective now at this stage. You know, different people that come. Some come and go. Like younger people would come and go. Like, but they uh, we have like starting off like with John Stella would be on the Cajon, and he comes and goes. He sometimes helps with the intercultural group, but he's around. You yeah. know. I'll go on the peripheral. Then we sometimes work with the uh, Strange Bird Square. We're working on a few songs with them. Then we have, say, we have Henry Pierce. Now, Henry Pierce, he actually is on bass. Now, he's one of the core members. Now, he would be, he would have been, do you know that guy, what's his name now? He had a single, he worked with this guy, Edwin Collins. Did you ever hear of uh, this song, uh, I never met a girl like uh, you before. Doom, doom. Yeah, right. that's yeah. his claim to oh, fame, yeah, and that's good. what he does. So that's Henry Pierce. Mm. Then there would be Brian, who started the band with myself. Brian Sweeney. Brian Sweeney. Yeah. Now, Great Brian Sweeney's musician. done a lot of work either in, uh, in the Irish scene and also in the rock scene, and he had a big collective of his own, which included Steve Wickham from the Waterboys. Then there's D. Ar- D. Armstrong on violin, mm. who is currently multi-talented yeah multi talented and working with uh, Keila, mm. so she'd be a core member as well in that band. And then we've never really had a solid. We've never had a drummer because I think it was because uh, Brian and myself did so much quirky stuff you know mm. we're always doing different stuff that yeah. you can't be bringing drums here so you, you're, and you're quite rhythmic in your we're rhythmic well, in our playing as yeah, well yeah that yeah. we don't need too much but when we do like concerts and if we were doing the dock or something like that we definitely bring a drummer along if we were doing a full show yes. and doing the full free speaker monkey show which would be about an hour and a half or two hours and then we have a number of drummers there that come in that would be there as a, that would be generally from Donegal yes. normally that they come in like a, a different fellas. Sean O'Donnell. Uh, yeah. 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 And Sean O'Donnell in yeah. Leitrim. And then we would have another mm. violinist, James McNamee, that sometimes comes in and helps us out. So there's quite a lot of musicians okay. so involved. So you just, put, depending on the gig, you will yeah. pull from that yeah. pool. It's yeah. Great. And yeah, that's what yeah. We, we pull from that pool and just say, this is what we're doing. We're going to Cork or we're, 
we're going to Galway Arts and yeah. we're doing this, or we're up in Dublin and or we're in the National Ballroom. We have to do the Palestinian as we did last right. year. Tell us about the Palestinian song. You have yeah. a beautiful song. What was it called? A Palestinian sunbird. Sunbird, yeah. And the sunbird was the symbol of freedom for the Palestinian people. And there was a Norwegian uh, activist who developed the stamp that you got a sunbird stamp if you entered went to, into Palestine so they'd have their own symbol so it was their symbol of freedom so I, I, I found that quite amazing so that kind of struck me and we were going to do a Damien Dempsey gig and it was for Palestine as well and there was a lot of people involved in that there was Donald O'Kelly there was uh, Tricky from McGarrigal's and there was a lot of people getting behind the Palestinian cause and raising money for it, as well as Roisin Lockray and all her work that she did with uh, the, the football project to get children over. So there was a lot of people fundraising at the time. But when we did, we had to go and do something for Damien Dempsey the night before. We were, or a few, a week before, and myself and Brian were working on a few uh, tunes, as we do. And uh, I remember he was saying, have you got anything about, you know, Palestine? We're going to do a gig. And I said, I don't really write like that. You know, I was saying, I don't really do things. So then I pushed myself to it. And then Dee said, you know, that sounds really good, you know. And so then she started getting involved. And so then the four of us kind of wrote that song together. Mm. But it took a lot Fiddle of time. Fiddle is strong on it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really great, yeah. you know. And even Sean O'Donnell was part of it. And everybody, because it was for such a good cause, really put in their back for two weeks to really pin it down. And then I was under great uh, strain to come up with these fantastic lyrics, you know. Yeah, no pressure at all. <laughs> no pressure at all, yeah. you know, this brilliant piece of music below it, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then Mick got involved, like Mick yeah. Blake got involved and Donald Kelly and they made a brilliant video and that was to help Francis Black's bill, you know, for the, uh, the, the occupied Palestinian territories, that goods from there would not be bought in Ireland, to make fantastic. it simple. You know? So that's what we did. You know? So that was your contribution yeah, to... Yeah, that was our contribution yeah. to help. And it's amazing, the artist's involvement in politics. Sometimes, it, I don't know if I call it politics or it's just human rights. They just seem to mm -hmm. get behind a lot of good causes and... You they know. do because they're able to you see it's not it's like the old bards you know they were able to criticize the chieftain and the likes of different places and different people and that they got a little uh, a poetic license at times yeah. you know to be able to do this without feeling too much damage other than the damage that you cause for people who disagree with you, yes. you and know? i suppose they're lucky to have that platform too yeah you know there might be other it. people in, in yeah. our community who also feel really strongly but yeah. don't you know have, don't have the soapbox that yeah, maybe artists outlet have. like the media yeah brilliant Brilliant. You have a CD called Sirens. Yeah, now we made that a while ago and uh, the CD was like, it was kind of, uh, it was a four, P, four, it was four songs on the EP and Sirens did really well on YouTube. It took off really well and it's kind of helped us. That song has kind of helped us get into bigger gigs and things. People mm -hmm. like that one. But now with the with the, the sunbird that to come along now people like that one. Like the Ballar yes. Arts Centre, like when we did our gig there yes, last week. With Connor they were yeah, Malone. Connor Malone. He says, Oh Jesus, I want that. I want that band along, you know? Brilliant. And it was based on that song. So and the Ballar's a great venue. Yeah, yeah, oh it's an amazing yeah. venue. Yeah. I suppose to describe it, it would be a lot like the Glens, maybe twice the size yeah. of it. 
and a lovely big stage. And, Huge you know, stage, yeah. Nice and, people. And Conor Malone, he's great. He's really, yeah. he's grafting there the whole time. He is, yeah. yeah. And there was three other bands there and they were fantastic. They were really young bands and Jesus, you know, I was saying I'd bring the good news to Leitrim, but they're coming, these Donegal bands and, you know, Larry Kenny bands are really out there. They're coming. There are a lot of young bands, even here yeah. in Leitrim. There seems yeah. to be, Manor Hamilton have a young band. Grooveline. Grooveline, yeah. yeah. And they'll be doing the festival at the Stony Woods. Yeah. And so we're really happy to see them. They're they're a very young band, yes. like, and we've all seen them around, and they're very capable. And it's great know? because for some years there, really, music was changing, and young people didn't see bands as being. They were all no. wanting to be DJs, they're all wanting to be uh, producers or something. Yeah. So it's great to see them. They all wanted to to come into that sort of sound lab in the in the bedroom and come up, yeah. which is great. And yeah. I've heard some of the stuff is amazing. It's yeah. all it's really creative and. I, I'd recommend it to anybody, you know, yeah. like it would be definitely a style of music. I'd say if I had the chance to go to, I'd try it out myself, um, you know, definitely would, you know, and yeah. I do. But yeah, the bands, bands are difficult because they're taking in a lot of the human element and there's like four or five, six different and there's elements. Personalities Personality, and there's personalities, yeah. And especially with young people, you know, they, they, mm. they're dependent on lifts and, they are. you know, all those kind yeah. of practical things. Exactly. And getting like, in the room and not driving that, your man yeah. mad, playing. That's one thing now I noticed in the countryside was like the amount of lifts you give. Like I know. Lifts is big. It's a big thing. It is mm-hmm. indeed. The um, your, your son Keen Rock is a great musician too. Yeah, and yeah. he's com- he's coming along now. He's going to start. He he had he had a bit of difficulty when he was in Cambodia. He got a little bit sick. Now not too bad, but it caused trouble in his respiratory system, like where he was, and it took him a while to get right. But he's okay now, and. Uh, it's a great thing for us, like, because uh, his partner and himself had a child, so we're, we're, we're uh, I'm actually a grandfather. You're a grandfather. Yeah. Congratulations. Baby and Baby Alita is arriving in the country in the middle of all this coronavirus and everything she's arriving on friday so brilliant that it's fantastic be fanta- that'll be the first time to meet the grandchild first time oh, to meet the grandchild so we're all excited you enjoy that yeah we're, we're really excited about that you know and keen is still writing music keen is still writing music and yeah. he writes some really really good stuff you can see his stuff on youtube or on his own page yeah very proud of what he does do. he's and brilliant. He, he do, you know he as i said he's to- he took a break after that and now he's only co- he's coming back, so he's going to try and do the Stony Woods for us, you know. So have you a date for the festival? We have the twenty sixth, the twenty seventh, and the twenty eighth of of June. June. Yeah, and that will be. I think that that period of time. Hopefully, we have a bit of sunshine, you know, because we have a <laughs> we have a street festival on the Sunday, and everybody gets out for the crack for Brilliant. that, you know. Yeah, it does be a great time altogether, as well as the music and the bands and the pubs going. It's great for the for the town, the little village that we have, you know. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's great, everybody and everybody gets, gets out. out, and it's lively, yeah. and there's a chip yeah. van, and there's all sorts of there's all <laughs> exotic sorts of things. Exotic things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's bunting above your head. Brilliant. Now the thing about this bunting is, there's a group of women there, and uh, in the village and they all made the bunting but the amazing thing about the bunting is they're all handmade okay so every one of them is handmade so the whole village is covered in thousands or hundreds of these and there's a special line that gets bigger every year sadly it gets bigger every year because that's for each person that's missing okay so but that goes up as well so if people are missing someone 
they will be remembered. They will be remembered, in that and piece they of have that piece of bunting. So that's the most piece, precious piece of material we have in yeah, Guilty Glory. Yeah, it'll be part valuable. of heritage forever yeah, because it'll be added on forever. It is great. You know? And as you say, um, Guilty Clower, because of the way it's been re- regenerated, mm. it is quite a diverse community. Oh, it's quite a diverse community since Guilty Life. It's very diverse, yeah. you know, because like people moved in from South Africa and Sweden and, you know, different parts of Dublin and all around and Mead and, uh, or not Mead, um, Kildare. And like they all came for different reasons through a housing crisis, as you know. Yeah. And that was a government policy that, like just went on for years that just pushed people out and as you can see in the latest vote that there is the amount of people that voted left is unreal absolutely it's a big change it's a changed country it's a changed country yeah yeah you know you know so so that's brilliant a, so we're very grateful to, to tina Rehill for for um, oh, tina, yeah. staying on, on your case yeah on my case and getting Thanks, you mate. here so <laughs> yeah. we're, we're really happy to yeah. have you and consider you one of our own now Thank you even with much. the accent we even have to work the on the accent well that's a flat that's a flat killed the accent uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah 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 so come here can you give us another song before you go yeah i'll give you the dogs with no tails oh. and you probably that was on the young offenders yeah. and that you know, brilliant so, uh, I'll give you my version of it anyway, you know, just by myself. A dog with no tail, no sense of direction, slightly derailed, but staying for the breakfast. Dog with no tail, no sense of direction Slightly derailed, but staying for breakfast Far too rich to eat Too sweet to digest This is why my heart Melts inside my chest Oh Lord, what will we do? She's arrived in her mother's shoes She's gonna first kiss and then kill you She's an appetite for boys like you And she's far too rich to eat Too sweet to digest This is why my heart Melts inside my chest No somlish and new 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 somlish and a dog with no tail, no sense of direction, slightly derailed, but staying for the breakfast. Dog with no tail, no sense of direction, slightly derailed, but staying for breakfast. Far too rich to eat, too sweet to digest. This is why my heart melts inside my chest. New somlish and new somlish and new somlish and cook. 
Great to have you in. Yeah, and we can check you, you out much. on your Facebook page, Free Speaking yeah, Monkeys. Yeah. And any other details, got notes, CD Sirens. Okay, the CD Sirens YouTube, or you probably see us in Biddies. I think we've got one or two gigs in Biddies. Biddies I think in we're Hamilton. doing one gig in, I think, in Devon. We're we'll to go to Devon at some stage in the year to a festival. And I think we're doing the dunes, and but you'll see our page. We'll It'll start putting them up now. You know? Fantastic! Okay. Listen, thanks a million for coming in to us. You're more than welcome, today. Mary. Thank Brilliant. You. Thank you.